Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yes, my friends, you know what time it is. That's right. It's KMOX's at your service tonight here on this, uh, well, this uh, beautiful, uh, rainy, nasty night outside here in uh, in the heart of Mid-America in St. Louis tonight. We've got uh, uh, rain all over the place. And, uh, man, slow down when you're driving. Please slow down. Hey, Greg Damon in with you tonight. It is KMOX's at your service and uh, we're going to go all the way till 10 o'clock tonight. So all sorts of great stuff tonight uh, on the program. Uh, we're going to, uh, well, we're going to d- just really kind of just dive right into it uh, to start off the program. And uh, let me see, Matt, we ready to go? Yep. All right, fantastic. Let's uh, let's just go jump in. Let's just jump right into the callers. I'll tell you this before we do this, um, before I, we talk about anything else, we're going to bring in our first guest here tonight on At Your Service. You know her, you love her, you can't live without her. She's our good friend. Lauren Fix, a car coach, uh, been a great, great friend of me. Uh, she's always happy to join us here on the program, no matter if it's the auto show or if it's at your service, uh, all sorts of stuff to talk about. She joins us here on the show. Lauren, thanks for uh, coming on on such short notice tonight. No problem. There's a lot to talk about in our world. I'm here in uh, San Antonio, Texas, driving the new 2023 Kia Telluride. So we'll have a uh, video posting very soon, and I have a walk around, but we'll have the full review coming soon. Oh, fantastic, fantastic! Well, let's just, let's let's just talk about uh, a few things. Uh, how about uh, you know, GM now is actually going to start making batteries before these uh, electric cars that they're trying to shove down our throat every day of the week. And yeah. uh, you know, obviously, uh, who wants to keep important stuff from China? I I mean, I agree. If you're going to do this. Go in all the way. I thought this was actually supposed to happen, though, when uh, when the Chevy Volt came out. They talked about uh, investing in a battery plant at that point in time. Uh, but finally, uh, supposedly going to be a battery plant here in the United States. Well, I think they have no choice because according to the new infrastructure plan that was passed this year, batteries have to be produced in the U.S. in order to get that $7,500 tax credit. Because remember, it used to be you could produce up to 200,000 cars. And then that all changed. And it used to be that way so that uh, that would mean Tesla, GM, and Toyota were no longer eligible. But that has all changed now. Now your vehicle has to be built in the U.S. for 2022. And as of 2023, the vehicle's batteries and the products that go in it 
have to be in it in order to get that twenty that seventy five hundred dollar tax credit. So every manufacturer is scampering like crazy trying to get batteries built here in the US. If not, you don't get the tax credit. Well, I mean, I, I understand it. I, I kind of agree with that, but you know, this is <laughs> Here, here we are now going to build batteries in the United States. It's still going to be the same thing. We still have to import the materials to make the battery. Right. We're just going to have to put it, I guess, assemble it here. It's still hazardous waste. Either way, getting the getting the materials in here uh, or before Correct. the battery dies. So, I mean, w- you know, what's really going to be the advantage? I, it, it, it can't be that much lower cost. You're still importing the materials. Right, there's still there's no advantage on that, and they want the materials to be built here and to come from U.S. mining, but they won't mine it here because the EPA doesn't want you to mine it here. So we're in this catch twenty two. We want you to build them here in the U.S. Great, but we want you to mine here in the U.S. Okay, that's a problem because we don't mine lithium or cobalt, cadmium, mercury, neodymium because of the rare earth minerals, the damage to the environment. So the we don't the, mine the damage here. Damage to people as well. People the damage are dying. to people. People are dying yeah. mining this stuff. Right, and that's a big thing because you'll find that cobalt is one of the things that causes something called cobalt lung. So the kids that they use, all these mines that you're seeing, all the metal, the materials that come out of the ground that are used in batteries are produced and owned. All the mines are owned by China, and they're produced in South Africa and Afghanistan and the Ukraine and Russia. So they don't care. Yeah, and India too. They don't care. They use young people, and if they die, they don't care. They just got more coming right behind them, and that's a problem. They really don't care about the impact to the people and the impact to the environment, of which both are negative. Correct. What happens when, you know, when we run out of all this stuff and we have to go somewhere else to mine it? I mean, nobody that's wants... That's a problem. Right, exactly. It's the same thing. Uh, you know, We it's... are going to run out of materials. We don't have enough lithium. If you talk to anyone who owns any of the lithium mines anywhere in the world, we do not have enough lithium to meet the goals. So this is what happens when the government makes decisions without having any, any knowledge of the auto industry. You and I talk about this every day. I talk about this in my Car Coach Reports channel. I call out the truth. I take a ton of heat from the manufacturers and from all the greenies and leftists. They're like, oh, you know, you don't like uh, electric cars. I know. I review electric cars all the time. I review them as if I review anything else, but I will tell you the fact is, the fact is there's not enough lithium for us to go 100% electric. There's not enough, the grid cannot support it. People cannot afford it. And the impact to you and I is so traumatic. You don't see it yet, but I'm telling you, I'm seeing the future. I've been doing this for over 40 years. This is a massive problem. And when it comes down and you start realizing that in the next maybe eight years, we're going to have a bunch of ticking time bombs of all these batteries that are not recyclable, and they're going to put them where? They can't put them in the ground. They can't send them to the moon. They're not going to put them in the water. They're going to stack up in salvage yards, and that's going to be a problem because, again, we're going to have a problem 10 years from now where we're going, yeah, Greg, you know, all this hazardous waste, we have no way to recycle it. Exactly. Right. And, and don't forget, when your battery does wear out, you pay for that because it's hazardous waste as well to, to dispose of it. That's right, and they pay just like when you were disposed of tires. So if you get new tires, they have they throw away the tires that they have. They use them for other alternatives if they can, but there's still a fee, and you pay that fee. And this is exactly what's going to happen with electric batteries. So if you've got an old Chevy Volt, which is the one that was gas and electric, and you need a new battery, do you know what the cost is, Greg? You know what the cost is? 
It's crazy. It's crazy it's expensive. Like, They're all crazy it's expensive. Like Ten or fifteen thousand dollars, depending upon which vehicle you have. Now, okay, so you get the new battery. That's more than the car is worth. Then what do you do with the old one? Well, you pay for the disposal of that. Correct. Not Absolutely. the manufacturer. And, and then you're going to find yourself fifteen grand in the hole with a car that's worth ten grand. Why would you do that? You wouldn't. So you get rid of the car. Now, where does the car? It's in a salvage yard. What are we doing here? This is very short-sighted, which is typical of the government. Because to give you an example, they can't run Amtrak or the health industry or even the uh, postal service correctly. But we're going to let them run the auto industry. They're going to run it the ground. Nope, nope. Why don't we have uh, Why don't we have all the post trucks electric? Uh, postal trucks electric. You know, they were going to make all the postal trucks electric, but I just talked to someone who works at the post office and said it's only going to be less than a third because they know there's a problem. Because certain areas of the country. You leave air conditioning on. Like, you're in the southern half of the country, you're going to leave the AC on the whole time, right? Right, So exactly. the AC is on, then what? So then, you you know, you're killing the battery. So if you're in the upper half of the country, there are times of the year you leave the heat on all the time. But that kills the battery. So there is no really happy medium because the upper half of the country is cold, the lower half of the country is warm, and batteries love that sweet spot of just not too hot, not too cold to get the most life out of those batteries, but they want them to shut them off. This is going to be a massive problem. Every postal worker I've talked to is not happy about this. The vehicles they're driving now don't even have AC, and they're 15 years old. Nope, exactly, exactly. Yep. So uh, just, uh, you know, I I just don't understand where this is is going to end with uh, uh, these electric cars, how they just keep just, you know, that's all all everybody talks about. Electric cars this, electric cars this. It might be a fad. It might be a fad. What if it's a fad? What if it's like, yeah, we were wrong, which is typical of how the government operates. We were wrong. So now every manufacturer has dug in deep. We're producing electric cars. The car companies that are smart have built chassis that are, can actually power by gasoline, hybrid, or electric. And a few companies have done that. Some have said, no, our chassis are specifically designed for electric vehicles. Those are the ones that will fail. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you listen to Mr. Toyota, and I'm not a the hugest Toyota fan on, under the sun, but Mr. Toyota, who owns Toy, it's T-O-Y-O-D-A, who is in charge of Toyota, which is the brand we know, he said, we're not going all the EV. It's a big mistake. We're going to offer hydrogen. We're going to offer hybrid. We're going to offer gas. We're going to offer diesel. And we're going to offer electric. And you pick what works for you. That's the best solution, because when they decide that electric cars are a huge mistake at some point down the road, which they will, then what happens? Then you're going to see people going, oops, we invested. Now we got a problem. And all these vehicles are going to be sitting there because right now they're hard to sell as it is. They don't sell much of them. And the ones they do sell, they make no money. So you're not making profit. What are we doing here? What do you do if you own a Rivian right now? Uh, If you own a Rivian, make sure that you get it in for that recall. That's the number (laughs) one thing. Yeah. But uh, they're cool cars, but honestly, I wouldn't own one because there's no dealer network. Well, correct. If you got a I mean, problem, it's, it's you got to call and wait. Yeah. That's the, that's the whole thing, you know, with these electric cars as well for, uh, you know, being on the service side of it. There's so much proprietary information that uh, you, you can't get a hold of and you can't uh, access right. that you either have to take it back to the uh, dealer or the manufacturer to get it serviced. Right. So that's the Right to Repair Act. And this is one of those things that uh, you and I both agree on. And this is the Right to Repair Act is you, that information should be available to any car repair shop. So if you bring whatever it is you have in and you've got a problem, we can help you diagnose it, find a solution, get it fixed, get you back on the road, especially if it's outside of the warranty. 
which does happen very quickly. So this is a problem when the manufacturers don't want to release this information to consumers or to repair shops. That's a problem. So we are fighting this Right to Repair Act. Some states have passed it. Others have not. Some information has not been released. But this needs to happen. And this is something you need to complain to your local politician and say, we need the Right to Repair Act so that you can save money. Absolutely. I think any anybody in the service industry would certainly agree with that. Lauren, i got to do some business. Hang with me a few minutes, please. Okay. Fantastic. Folks on the phone with us, we're, dealing, <laughs> we're talking with the car coach, uh, Lauren Fix, one of our uh, great friends here on uh, KMOX. We're going to take a quick break. Come back. Greg Damon sitting in a big chair tonight at your service. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back, everyone. KMOX is at your service. 821 is the time right here in Heart of Mid-America. Our producer, Matt, kicking out the jams tonight here on uh, At Your Service. Greg Damon sitting in a big chair tonight here on uh, on a, well, a wet Tuesday night. I'll just say that. It's been raining for, uh, boy, since uh, midnight last night. Still, uh, still raining like that. On the phone with us, we are talking with our good friend Lauren Fix, the car coach. Again, Lauren, thanks for uh, spending some of your Tuesday evening with us here tonight. No problem. Always glad to chat cars with you and educate people to have cars smart. Yep, absolutely. So a couple things that uh, that I want to get into as well. we got uh, about, uh, oh, I don't know, eight or nine minutes to talk here. Uh, obviously, uh, this I found this uh, pretty interesting, and uh, I can't believe that I scooped you on it. I thought it was pretty, uh, pretty good. But uh, now there are shops out there that are getting paid to delete personal information off cars after they've been in an accident. 
think about this, that your car. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Well, think about it. You know, you, you download your phone. We've got Internet on cars, so you've got all sorts of information out there. So now you've got to uh, delete it somehow or, or, you know, take the box off and, and give it to you like a hard drive or something's got to be done. Well, the thing is, there's two, there's two views on this, I see. Okay, you're in an accident. It's your fault. That information is in a black box. Is that being deleted? Because if so, that could make you at fault, even though you're not, or it could save you from it being your fault. So is that information being deleted as well? Well, I think the the way that I read the article was it's more your home address, your telephone number, you know, people do all, you know, banking, whatever, whatever you connect your phone, it's got a database to it. And I think it's right. that. It's I don't, I don't, data, it's called. yeah, I don't think that they can actually get into the so-called black box uh, of the car. I mean, that was, that was kind of a government regulation, what, 25 right. years ago. So, right. Uh, and that data does not belong to you. That, that data belongs to the car manufacturer. And that's the interesting part. So, I mean, yes, it makes sense that they delete personal data that could potentially, um, if the car is totaled, you know, you don't want anyone to have access to your private information. So that's not bad. But what I, I find an issue with, it makes me wonder why. Why would you want to delete that, that data? What's the gain on that? Well, for me, I mean, how many times have you gotten into a rental car and you go to use the OnStar or maybe uh, try to play something on radio, and there's already stuff that's that's inside there, you know, or there's already pre- pre-programmed phone numbers or something else. Right. And, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't want my phone number on that for, like, a rental car no. or, or anything like that. Right. Well, from that perspective, it's good. Uh, and, and I highly recommend that if you rent a car or borrow a car and use the Apple CarPlay or Android Auto, that you make sure to delete yourself as a user. I know it's something you don't think about when you go to return the vehicle because there's a lot going on. But that's something you should think seriously think about doing because your address book could be in there, your home address right. could be in there, and other information that you don't want people to have access to. So it makes sense that you should re- you can reset the whole screen. It's very easy. That's the easiest thing. You go into settings. Go into general, go into reset, reset everything. It'll take out all the phones, all your presets, everything. It's not anyone's business what you're doing. And nowadays, with all that personal data, people have access to a lot. So just to give you an idea of what's going on, and I have a video coming out on this on my Car Coach Reports channel on YouTube, we're talking about data and who owns it and what they're doing with it. And you will be shocked because by 2026, the rules change because in 2021, the infrastructure bill, and don't ask me why this fits into the infrastructure bill, but it does, the government is going to make sure there's breathalyzers in cars. That means you're guilty till proven innocent. So part of that includes the uh, the breathalyzer, fingertip recognition, eye scans, which you're already doing, uh, and, of course, speed limiters. There's a lot of things that go into play, and these are things I don't think people think about. But when you're going to be controlled, I mean, who's going to buy a new car after 2026 knowing that all this right. information is being sold? It's being sold now. No, it's no, no, automatic. wait. Wait, Lauren. They advertise it as safety issues. That's how it is. Yeah. It's safety issues. Don't sure. forget that. It's about your safety. Sure. So uh, right. I, I, I want to go... They want to control every aspect of your life, let's be honest. <laughs> I want to circle back to the black box and talk about deleting information. I don't know if you've seen this, but... Uh, the Environmental Protection Agency has fined shops in Iowa, Missouri, and Nebraska 
for a defeat a defeat device to pass emission controls. So they find them yep. over two hundred thousand dollars, and so if if folks can get in there, remember the Volkswagen scandal scandal several years ago. Yes. Uh, if folks can get in there to forge information, why couldn't they do that to the black box and extract information out of that? You could easily do that. Remember that the car is constantly collecting data on literally everything you do. It's when you start it, when you start, stop it with the acceleration, the braking, if you wear your seatbelt, what radio station you're going to, just think about the data that's being collected and how valuable it is, where you go, where your home is, where your work is, where you go to eat dinner. Every, we drop the kids off at school. All that data is being constantly collected, and that data is being sold. And you're not getting anything for it. But on top of that, they're collecting all kinds of additional information. Now they want to start listening in your car and then collecting that data as well. And there's a company that I'm, I'm going to be speaking with in the next couple of weeks, and their job is to collect the data from all the manufacturers. They claim it's anonymous, which is total BS. <laughs> and they sell it back to the car company so that they can use it to figure out what cars people want, where they live, when they need it, if you're talking about it, everything. Nope, exactly. You're, you're exactly right. It's scary. Um, last thing that I want to talk about, we just got a few minutes here, is, uh, you know, now with the uh, hurricane, uh, Hurricane Ian um, has damaged a lot of cars. I looked through it. We're going to... I was there. <laughs> We're going to start seeing these cars coming into for sale and stuff like that, um, you know, in probably towards the Midwest and maybe out west. Try to get those cars away from where the hurricane damage was and sell these, try to try to turn these cars over. This is where it's very important to get it checked over by a, a certified technician before you do anything else. Right. I highly recommend that if you find a used car, it's very hard to find them and the price seems good or maybe it seems fair doesn't make a difference unless you're buying that brand from that brand in other words a hyundai from a hyundai dealer a kia at a kia dealer i highly recommend that you take it to an ase certified technician it's going to cost a couple hundred bucks they're going to go through the vehicle they're going to write you a report and say hey this is good this is questionable and here's your red red light like runaway flood damage severe accident anything that's been a total vehicle you don't want those cars flood damage cars have no warranty so in other words, if you're driving along and you have a problem or you're in an accident and the airbags don't deploy, there's zero warranty. Rust through protection or anything, it's completely gone. So that's something you need to understand. that If there's no warranty, any issues fall on you. That includes technical service bulletins and recalls. You don't get them. So if you're thinking a flood damaged car sounds like a deal, it's not a deal. And it will bite you in the end. And it could stop at any time in the middle of the highway or anything. So especially with salt water, I lived. I was there in Naples when that hit. We lived through the whole hurricane. I will tell you, you need to be very, very careful. There's at least 400,000 cars just from that alone, and electric vehicles are the worst. They catch fire with no notice. And while I was there, over a week's period of time, we had over a dozen cars catch fire just randomly. So time to be able to park them outside. Right. Don't park them inside your garage, that's for sure. Hey, no, Lord. God forbid. Always great having you on. For folks who want more information to get your newsletter, where can they go? You can go to carcoachreports.com, all forms of social media, literally every platform you can think of, at Lauren Fix. That's with one X. Or you can go to my YouTube channel, carcoachreports.com, and you can buy me a cup of coffee if you like what I have to say. Uh, perfect. And we'll talk to you after uh, the SEMA show. How's that? I look forward to it. All right. Thanks, Lauren. Appreciate the time. Thank you.
All right, fantastic, Thanks. folks. That's the car coach, Lauren Fix, here on KMOX's At Your Service. We're going to take a quick break here, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk a little politics. Yeah, I know. I really don't talk politics, but I've got some great experts that are going to help me out with that. Stick around. More to come. At Your Service on KMOX. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, my friends. KMOX is at your service here on a uh, wet, soggy Tuesday night. And uh, we are going to talk a little, uh, I got to tell you, we're talking, we're going to talk a little politics. Uh, I, I, I've been doing this for 22 years. I've, I've really, really tried never to, uh, never to talk politics on the show because it just seems like it always opens a can of worms for me. I'm not a big political guy, uh, but I feel that uh, with the uh, midterm elections coming around, uh, I think it's uh, it's definitely something that everybody needs to talk about, find out about some of the issues. I've got some fantastic people. You hear them here on KMOX. Uh, John Hancock and Michael Kelly have agreed to uh, join us here on the program tonight. Uh, gentlemen, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out with us here on a uh, soggy Tuesday night. Good to be here. Yeah, happy to do it. All right. Well, thanks, guys. You know me. I've been on your show uh, several times. I mean, I'm really good at fixing yep. cars, but man, when it when it comes to uh, when it comes to trying to uh, sift through all the political ads and everything else, that uh, really is something I can't do. Well, we'll do we'll we'll do the best we can. All right. Well, perfect. There's well, let, plenty of uh, plenty of ads to analyze. That's for sure, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. You you know, it's to me, it seems like you know, at the end when it gets really close to the elections, you're pretty much just tuning everything out and 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 really not even paying attention anymore. It gets that way. It can get uh, overwhelming because it seems like every commercial is no longer a car commercial or a health insurance <laughs> ad. It's a political <laughs> attack ad. Yes, and, exactly. Uh, they'll come fast and furious over the next two weeks. Well, let me ask you guys this. We'll start off before we get into a couple of issues. Uh, obviously, uh, John Hancock, Republican, Michael Kelly, Democrat. Uh, one thing that I've always wanted to know is why do we only have really two strong parties? Why don't we have, uh, you know, three or four parties that that are really viable and actually could win an election? Well, Professor, I'll leave that to you. Yeah. So if you look at Europe, they elect parties. They don't elect people. And so you vote for the party there, and that's true in England, that's true in Italy. Here, we elect people. And people that get a plurality of the vote win. And we have single-member districts, so you elect one congressperson per district here. 
And that means that um, we've really become a dualist system. We're built to be a dualist system, uh, us versus them. And, um, you know, the parties will change. You can have a party get usurped by another movement like the Whigs did by the Republicans back in the 1850s. But it, it really is, you know, our design is for a two-party system. Okay. I, I certainly under, understand that. So uh, let's talk about a few little issues here. Uh, obviously, a big one in the uh, St. Louis area right now is going to be gun control after the tragedy yesterday. Uh, first of all, I want to throw out uh, really praise the St. Louis Police Department. Seems they get uh, yeah. they get blasted a lot, but man, what what a great job they did going in, taking control of the situation, yeah. and 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 getting that taken care of. Go ahead, Michael. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, look, uh, we have our challenges in the city, and there's definitely a movement uh, on the far left of my party that would like to defund the police. I think that's a flawed thought process. And uh, this week, I thought we saw, with with no better example, why it's important to have a well-funded police department, because uh, that's just unthinkable what we've lived through the last couple of days. Absolutely. John? Yeah, so you, you've got a gunman with 30 magazines of ammunition. Uh, that's a problem. And uh, that's something that could be addressed by Congress and by the state legislature. Uh, that's a huge problem. The other problem you have is that the police went into that situation with pistols. They didn't have long guns. Uh, the, the police were actually outgunned by the gunman. And that's not a good situation either. So, uh, you know, there there needs to be room for reform on both sides of this thing. Right, absolutely. So let's talk about uh, gun control. seems like it's always a hot topic, no matter what party it is, uh, about, hey, we need uh, gun control. Some say, hey, we need to collect all the guns. We need better control here. Um, Personally, for me, I am all about uh, some stricter laws about folks uh, procuring guns. But I think if you want to own a gun, I think you should be able to do that. Yeah, and here's the thing: if you're gonna, if if you want uh, an AR-15, you can, you should be allowed to have that. But you should have to go through a very strict process. Correct. uh, Background check, very detailed. uh, Training, very detailed. And you know, I think there are some common sense things we can do that will take some of these guns out of the hands of people that shouldn't have them. Michael? Well, that's refreshing. I I agree with John. I mean, there's definitely some things we can do. What's unfortunate is the leadership of the Republican Party has stopped any discussion to come forward with any of that type of compromise. Um, And we're almost good 20 decades or two decades into uh, since Columbine, uh, where we all swore as a nation that we were going to do something. Um, nearly in every major city in this country, Boston strong, Alvalde strong, Houston strong, and now St. Louis strong, we're having these school shootings that are popping up. Um, I live in a state, we live here in Missouri, that has the most lax gun laws in the country. In fact, um, they've implemented the Second Amendment Preservation Act which is to target the federal government from being able to enforce its gun laws. So as long as we have this dysfunctional thought process and the leadership of the Republican Party, 
unfortunately, I think we're going to continue to live through this stuff because everything John laid out is common sense reform. And it's something that would be voted and passed tomorrow, but it doesn't come up because the Republican leadership doesn't want it to. Now, I, I, uh, yeah, it, that's a little bit, a little bit much. Um, the, the, in Missouri, we want to safeguard the fact that citizens can, you know, have access to weapons. That's the Second Amendment, and we want to ensure that. So uh, the, the Missouri is trying to prevent the federal government from confiscating weapons of people, and I don't see a problem with that. Most gun owners are law-abiding citizens. So the question becomes, how do you get guns out of the hands of people that shouldn't have them? And I think there are some things we can do there. Uh, if, you, if you look at, we used to, used to have to be licensed to have a concealed carry permit. I think that makes sense. You gotta be trained. Uh, you've gotta have a license, it's registered. And that seems to make sense to me. 19 year olds buying long guns in a private sale, which is what happened in, in the case of this shooter, uh, that shouldn't be allowed. So I, I think there are some steps we can take that make sense, but we still have to protect the citizens, the law-abiding citizens, Second Amendment right to own a, a firearm. I, I agree. I think that there should be way better background checks, and I think you should have to go to through a process to be able to purchase a gun. You know, the problem is, like you said, is if I have a used gun and I want to sell it to somebody, I'll just go ahead and sell it. There's no, you know, you don't have to transfer anything. There's no paperwork you got to fill out unless right. you're purchasing a new gun. I mean, if you, you want to buy a used gun or you want to buy a, a gun off somebody, you know, off the street, I mean, there, there's there's nothing that goes with that. And I think that's where, yeah, it, really, that, where it really comes down to. Yeah, and, and that needs to be changed. And, uh, you know, and I think people of goodwill on both sides ought to be able to look at that and see that, you know, that's a problem and address it. Now, let me ask you this. So, you know, it it, it, it seems like uh, some of these folks that, that have these mass shootings, you know, they're really troubled people. Uh, do you think we need uh, better mental health laws or better screening or, or uh, stuff like this? Or maybe people should pay more attention like, hey, you know, seems like Sam's not uh, not all there. Is that something we should do? And I'll, we'll start with Michael on that. Well, we in fact, we have proposed legislation even this year that was defeated by the Republicans. Um, it wouldn't be able to get the uh, requisite amount of votes in the Senate to be passed that actually went and dealt with mental health and related to guns with kids in schools. Look, guys, I'm for everything that's been laid out. Both of you have talked about some common-sense gun reform laws that can happen. We've been talking this way for 20 years. Nothing is happening. Not because the Democrats don't want to do it. It's because of the Republican leadership. Lots of good-willed people, like my friend John Hancock, make the case on that we could have these things that we can do. Why don't we do them? Because the Republican leadership refuses to take it up. It's the truth. We can sit here and talk in platitudes, but I want to talk in reality. Well, you know, part of this, Greg, is that the positions are so polarized on both sides. And, you know, Republicans fear that Democrats want to confiscate guns from law-abiding citizens who want to protect their home and their families. And 
Republicans fear, uh, Democrats fear that Republicans want to have no regulations whatsoever on guns and that allows people like this shooter and others to access firearms. You know, that's the polar extreme. The reality is that we need to have a policy that allows law-abiding citizens to own firearms. They're entitled to them, should have them. And But we need to do everything we can to protect the public from nut jobs you know, having access to, to weapons. And, you know, and it, that's not going to be a perfect situation. This, this kid in St. Louis, for example, probably would have passed a background check based on, you know, no criminal history, you know, and his background. So, you know, there's no perfect answer here. But we need to do better. Nope, I, I agree. Guys, I got to take a quick break. Can you hang with me a few more minutes? You bet. All right, fantastic. Hey, folks, on the phone, we are visiting with our own John Hancock and Michael Kelly. Uh, John, Republican, Michael, a Democrat, and just going over a few of the issues and stuff like that here on KMOX. It is a Tuesday night. This is at your service. And we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. KMOX is at your service tonight here on a beautiful Tuesday night, coming to you from the heart of mid-America. And uh, we're having some fun here tonight. Talk a little politics, which, uh, you know, I really don't necessarily do. We've got some great guests here on the phone. You hear them here on KMOX. Gosh, it seems like they're on all the time. John Hancock, Michael Kelly. And, uh, guys, thanks again for uh, joining us tonight here on uh, At Your Service. Our Glad pleasure. to be here. So uh, let's change subjects a little bit. Uh, let's talk about another favorite one is uh, is abortion. Uh, seems like that is a big topic between everybody in the country today. Well, there's no doubt about it. When Roe versus Wade was turned over earlier in the year by the Webb decision, uh, that there was a significant backlash uh, from the country. Obviously, this has been a political football uh, since uh, Roe versus Wade uh, came into place. Um, and this was the first gigantic change we saw in the law, uh, leaving this taking away the, the ability for women to be insured the right to uh, an abortion. Uh, shortly after that ruling, we had an election in Kansas, of all, place, of all places, one of the reddest states in the country, that, co- that codified uh, the right to an abortion in Kansas. So it became a really exciting issue uh, and, uh, and a very issue with a lot of passion behind it on my side of the aisle that really riled folks up for the midterm elections at a time that the president's party doesn't typically do so well. John? Yeah, so the, the um, there were 40 abortions, legal abortions, in Missouri in 2021. And uh, my sense is, you know, the Supreme Court, Greg, said that there is no constitutional right to an abortion. And I think they were correct about that. It's not there. So they're going to leave it up to the states. And in Kansas's case, they've said that they're going to, they're going to allow abortion. That's good for Kansas. Um, I think the Democrats nationally have overplayed this issue. I think they thought this was going to be their, you know, road to keeping their majorities in Congress. And I think that, you know, if you look at the polling and and things that have happened since, that's not the case. 
uh, abortion is a factor in this election, and it will be a factor particularly in the, in the suburbs, and Democrats will do a little marginally better in the suburbs because of the abortion issue. But in terms of it being the key issue of the 2022 midterms, I don't think they got it right. And uh, and I think they might pay a price for it at the polls in November. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be kind of crazy, I think, to see what happens uh, come in November. So let's kind of switch it up. You guys talked on this topic just a, just a little bit right here. We got about uh, five minutes left uh, in the uh, yeah. in the segment. Uh, what about now St. Louis County? Obviously, they're going to have a debate here on KMOX on November 1st at 7 o'clock. little plug for uh, KMOX between Sam Page and Mark Montavani. Uh, I, I got to ask you, Mark Montavani, he's a two-time loser for county executive, but now he's changed parties. How, how does that work? And we'll start with uh, Michael on that first. Well, uh, it's a big story about Mark Montavani. Mark uh, was a, a Republican donor prior to his first time running for county executive. Uh, he then declared that he was a Democrat after making donations to Republicans like Eric Greitens and uh, uh, Rudy Giuliani, that uh, he was going to be a Democrat and ran against Steve Stanger and nearly beat him. Uh, following Stanger's uh, election, uh, he, he wound up running a second time uh, and, and was defeated. Now he's switched to the Republican Party uh, to run for a third time. I know Mark. Mark's a good dude. Um, he's a cerebral man. Uh, I encourage people to listen to the debate. I also know Sam Page, who's also a cerebral man um, and who has a record to run on. And uh, right now, the people of St. Louis County, um, a, a highly Democratic county, are extremely supportive of Sam Page's record. So I think that becomes really tough for a Republican in a Democratic county to win. Uh, so I think it's further uh, of an uphill battle than Mark Montevani has faced in the past. It's just a, a really blue county, and I don't I don't see a pathway to his victory. John? Yeah, I mean, I think that's right. I mean, the county definitely has trended Democrat. Uh, the last Republican county executive left office in 1991. That was a few years. I, I had hair then. And... Um, so I, I think it's definitely an uphill battle. But, you know, Page has engendered some enemies uh, in the Democrat Party with African-Americans in North St. Louis County, for sure. Uh, Montevani, you know, I would say his chances of winning are slim, but I would not be shocked if he pulled this thing off, given a wave-type environment for Republicans. Well, guys, I want to thank you guys so much for uh, coming on and uh, and helping us out with uh, some of the questions that I had, certainly uh, about the upcoming election and some other issues that are certainly going on here in the St. Louis area and throughout the Midwest. Uh, I guess uh, I'll probably speak for both you guys. I think everybody should get out and vote and uh, make sure yep. that you, uh, you know, use your constitutional right. Get out and vote and, and do that. You guys have any last words? We've got about a minute left. Go ahead, Mike. I, I do. I do, Greg. Um, so my car... Is um, it, it's making a squeaking sound when I drive. I don't think it's the brakes. It might be the alignment. I, I'm just not sure. Um, but it, it squeaks when I go over bumps and stuff. Okay. What should I? What should I do? Okay, John. So you know, as part of the KMOX Auto Show, you have to make the sound. That's what I make all the guests do that ask me questions. You got to make what kind of sound? So go ahead and make the sound. Oh, uh, Michael heard it. He was. He was. What did it sound like, Michael? 
<laughs> He's gone. Okay. So it's it's kind of like a blink, blink. Okay. Like that. So probably mm-hmm. probably what it is. What what kind of car is it? Real quick. Yeah, uh, it's a Cadillac. Okay. So there are uh, two things in the front end called sway bar links. Okay. Yeah. And they attach yeah. from the lower control arm to the strut on that vehicle. All right. Uh huh. So those uh-huh. sway bar links, it's it's kind of like your hip joint. That's how, that's a ball and socket type joint. They get loose. Okay. Yeah. They get loose after a while because you're going over bumps constantly, hitting potholes, hitting yeah. speed bumps, doing yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And so yeah. when they get loose, they kind of make a they kind of make a uh, like a clunking Boink. sound or a squeaking type yeah. sound when that happens. Yeah. So that's probably what it is without me looking at it. Uh, what'd you call that again? Sway bar link. Sway bar link. Okay, I'm on it. All right. John, what's your next show coming up? Hello? Okay. Well, I guess they both, uh, they both left. Michael, you still there? All right. Well, that's how it is right here on, uh, on the KMO. <laughs> Almost said KMOX Auto Show after that uh, call about cars, but this is KMOX is at your service. And uh, I want to thank both those guys for coming on and uh, talking about it. If you ever get a chance to listen to their show here on KMOX, I got to tell you, it's a lot of fun. Uh, John being a Republican, Michael being a Democrat, but you know they. When it comes down to it, they are uh, they are best friends all together, and uh, that's just kind of the, some of the fun stuff they have. And they talk about other subjects too here on the show. So, folks, want to thank you so much. We're gonna see you on the top of the hour. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.